0: This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. For late-onset neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease, only about 5% of the cases have been linked to inherited genetic variants. This means most haven't been linked to genetic variation, but it also
1: demonstrates that genetics does play a role in the diseases. And so we came up with the hypothesis that there might be mutations in genes known to cause neurodegenerative diseases that were not inherited from the parents but actually occurred as errors during DNA replication whilst the brain was being formed in the embryo.
0: Patrick Chinnery is a neuroscientist at the University of Cambridge in the UK and an author of a recent study in the journal Genetics and Medicine to evaluate this hypothesis. He and his colleagues relied on an earlier study they'd conducted where they sequenced exomes from brain samples of people who had suffered from a variety of neurodegenerative diseases. The more than 1,400 samples represented diseases including Alzheimer's, ALS, Parkinson's, and others, as well as healthy controls. The scientists were looking for mutations that occurred during development.
1: The general phenomenon is called mosaicism. In other words, if you sequence a tissue, it could be any organ, what you find is that not all the cells in that organ have the same genetic code. In other words, when you sequence a particular variant or allele, you know, typically Mendel's laws would say either half of the chromosomes or all of the chromosomes in the tissue sample contain a particular variant. But modern technologies in particular allowed us to detect other possibilities where, for example, twenty percent or seventy percent of the chromosomes contain the genetic variant. And essentially that's mosaicism and it implies Uh, that at some point during development that the mutation has occurred. And it's occurred at a point such that it only found in the daughter cells that have formed after that mutation has occurred. So it's not in every cell
0: in the tissue or organ. And how could you tell that the mutations occurred during development rather than later in life, like for a disease such as cancer?
1: So it's difficult to be certain based on the experiment that we've done so far. Uh, But the difference between what we've done and what's happened in, in cancer is of course the brain is largely composed of cells that are not dividing. I mean there are some that are dividing and there's blood in the brain of course, but most of the cells are not thought to be dividing. And so if the mutations occurred after the brain formed, you've got to invoke other mechanisms other than replication areas. Now they do happen and there is some evidence that when genes are being expressed, transcribed, translated, that they're exposed to form mutations. And so that is a formal possibility. But the reason why we don't think that's relevant here is because if that were to happen in one of your brain cells now, how would that mutation spread to other brain cells? And the reason why it has to have spread to other brain cells for us to detect it is because the technique wasn't sensitive enough to look at single cells. There had to be a large number of cells that had to have the change in it in order for us to see it. And Therefore, it must have happened when the precursor of that cell was formed. Therefore, it must have happened during the development of the brain. That's the argument. And the results? In 1% of the brains, we detect somatic variants that were present at greater than 10% variant allele frequency. The number, while
0: low, provides intriguing new information.
1: I think that although only 1% of brains with more than 10% uh, mosaicism sounds like a small number, if one thinks about the prevalence of these diseases worldwide, the implication is that a proportion of individuals with late-onset neurodegenerative diseases could have an underlying genetic disorder which uh, was developmentally acquired. So I think simply the result surprised us.
0: It also demonstrates proof of principle that there is indeed mosaicism present in our brains.
1: And of course the technique had limited sensitivity. It could only detect mosaicism present at greater than 10 percent. And it raises the question as to whether or not there's a lot more mosaicism there at lower than 10 percent level. Now what that demonstrates is that not all our brain cells are identical. And therefore, it raises the questions to whether or not those mutations, if they had happened in bits of the genome that we know cause neurodegeneration, whether or not they could have contributed that could cause neurodegenerative diseases or possibly influence the way that presents clinically if they affect one brain region rather than another.
0: Dr. Chinnery says the team of researchers is now looking at more sensitive tests to detect mosaicism down to 1%. So
1: we need to look across the age range we need to look at different brain regions to see if they are behaving in the same way we need to look at Uh, much lower levels of mosaicism, and ultimately, I think we need to be doing some large-scale studies at the single-cell level, although that's going to be very challenging given the number of cells that you need to sample to start getting a proper handle on this. Overall, he says, this
0: paper provides proof of concept. He and his colleagues have demonstrated that there is, in fact, mosaicism in the developing brain. Understanding more about this phenomenon could lead to even greater understanding about the genetic basis of late-onset neurodegenerative diseases. Genetics and Medicine is the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.